yes, 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 yes! That was a goal! Striker! And another! Bing bang, stick it in! Thank you and good night! Twat! That was liquid football! Uh, shit! Did you see that? Hello everybody, it's your old friend at Monday Madness and welcome to a special presentation from the That Was Liquid Football podcast. <coughs> so we are coming live from our respective bunkers yet again because the plague is still out there and it's still trying to kill us uh, as of time of recording. But as of time of recording, we're still alive and unplagued, so that's good. Indeed. For technical issues. Yeah, well, yeah, we're, we're, okay, we're, be, we're being plagued by technical issues. That is a very different thing. Mm, that, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's fine, that's fine. Uh, so, uh, in case you missed last week's edition, we did a, uh, a special podcast with uh, Rian of the Hallway Wrestling Podcast, where we uh, tried to craft the ultimate Liverpool team based off whoever played, them, played for them in the Premier League. And uh, now, guys, it's time for you to take over. This is the Arsenal Ultimate Eleven. So, uh, I can imagine you've had a lot of practice, a lot of thought put into this. Uh, are you looking forward to whatever team that you'll have to create uh, based out of five Invincibles and everyone else? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, Burkba, it, uh, obviously you haven't listened to the uh, previous podcast because, you know, time warps and all that. So, the way it works is that I'm after uh, uh, pooling all the um, squad data from the last 30 years of the Premier League and um, collated what was the most common players from each of the seasons and then split the um, those years into generations so essentially you have a choice of like a player for each position from each generation and we put it into the uh, whichever formation we choose from the thing is that you can only pick uh, a certain number from each generation so you can only pick a maximum of five um, oh, yeah right. I didn't know this caveat I'm going to have to change everything Yes, I know. This is the fun part. Because uh, oh. you're going to have to put at least one or two traders into that team. Um, oh, no. I know, I know. So. <laughs> okay, so just to confirm, if in case anyone else hasn't listened to this the previous podcast, Generation 1 will consist of the 92-93 season to 97-98. Uh, Generation 2 is 98-99 to 0304. I, won't, I don't think there was anything significant in that uh, period at all, so that's fine. Um, Generation 3 is... <laughs> uh, it's a good thing because she's too low for me to hear. Uh, Generation 3 is 0405 to 0910. And Gen 4 is 1011 to 1415. And then Gen 5 is the recent lot, which is 1516 to uh, 1920, or at least what has happened in that season. So... Um, I guess the best way for us to start is to choose a formation. Um, what do you guys think is the peak Arsenal formation? Um, I went with a four-four-two. Mhm. Yeah, I think I think we're both going for four-four-two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, that's grand because that means I don't have to change my spreadsheet. So uh, <laughs> that leads us straight on then to the first. Uh, category we have to choose from which is goalkeeper so uh by the way feel i obviously i was an expert on the liverpool players so i'm not quite on on par with the uh arsenal players so feel free to uh make any changes here but the, your candidates for goalkeeper are from generation one david seaman uh seaman actually covers in gen two as well so uh, we'll skip that in generation three you have a choice of jens Lehmann and manuel and munia uh, generation four is Washak Chesney and Gen Five is Peter Cech. Um Bert Leno has just hasn't been in the team long enough to, to make the cut. So you have a choice of those five. Um who do you have and why? Uh well out of that kinda that selection it's only Lehman goes in first. Okay. Probably probably one of the best. With uh Seaman as the subkeeper because again as with the Liverpool team mm. for the bench, for the bench, I went with the the usual um, rules of you need a sub keeper. So my one would be layman, layman in goal with Seaman on the bench. 
Interesting. Uh, Burkbot, what would you have as your goalkeeper? Uh, well, with this new caveat rule of not having more than <laughs> one generation, um, I'm going to put David Seaman on the starting lineup and Jens Lehmann on the bench. Ooh, division. Clear the lobby. I love it. Um, um, Kane Fall. Uh, I grew up watching David Seaman and um, mm. his iconic ponytail, which I also had a ponytail. And my dad tried to draw a um, grow out mustache like him and have a ponytail <laughs> like him. And um, purely, purely just to wreck my head, like for no other reason. Um, so, you know, he holds a special place in my heart for that. You see, the, the weird thing is, I can only, I can imagine your dad trying that. I, I can imagine your dad trying that and he ends up like, he's aiming for David Seaman, but he ends up looking like fucking Tiger King. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll dig out some of the photos. Um, Please, don't. I'll, I'll let you join. No, 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 don't, 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 no, 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 you're, no, you're all right. no, Cheers, no, thanks. no, leave them in the fucking time capsule that they, they're in now. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Th- thanks for the offer, I guess. <laughs> Um, so, so you're the casting vote then? I am the casting vote, and this is the troublesome part because, oh, this is gonna sound harsh, but I never really rated Jens Lehmann. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. This is the weird thing. I just, I have this kind of thing with players that I have certain blind spots, right? And that's not to say that they're great players. Like I, I can imagine, I'm getting nuked right now by people listening. It's just that. In the, in, the, in different teams, they're the kind of players I kind of forgot about, if you know what I mean, or just never remembered. And Lehman was kind Le- of like that Jens Lehman Le- is one pretty fucking big blind spot. It's a huge blind spot. I'll agree. I agree with you on that. But I have one for every single team. There's always one I miss or I just don't consider. It's very it's very odd, but uh, I can only really go for Seaman. Like, Seaman makes the most sense. I think he was a fantastic keeper for you for so long. Like, he... Was practically the squad in the team for what 10, 12 years, and that was even before the Premier League. Like, like he's, yeah, he's, no, he's no, a stalwart. It, it, it wasn't the case of Seaman not being a good keeper. It's just uh, Layman would be my first invincible in there. You know, mm, true, true. Uh, uh, so yeah, I guess that would uh, that would put David Seaman into the team. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, we okay. can we we can certainly have the argument for Layman later on. So, ah, uh, 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 well, if I'm like. Given the fact that myself and Borkbot only really went for either Lehman and Seaman, so I reckon we can eliminate Shishesny, mm. Czech, and Almunia. I, I suppose if Lino was was actually in the list, you could have the argument there. Yeah, maybe because uh, I think I, I personally think Leno is a fantastic fucking goalkeeper. I really I really like him. Yeah, but I, no, yeah, so fine, yeah. I don't think there's any real argument over if if Seaman. I don't know, what about... Oh, Spina! <laughs> um, Just for the chat alone. Although, in all fairness now, uh, what, during the Liverpool one, what, who who made it in because... What was the stupid fucking reason somebody got put on? Oh, I think we, uh, well, we, we included the... The way we worked the subs bench was that we had, like... We had like what was the, the the best of the rest for each of the positions. Oh, the special mentions, yeah. And special mentions. So we let so we allowed everyone to have like a fan favorite. So Reen would have picked Divock Origi, and I would have picked. Uh, oh yeah, he picked Jerk fucking Hyde. Origi. He picked yeah. Origi, and I was like, what? <laughs> uh, again, slightly out of context, in fairness, but however, yeah. I think it's it, it'll make sense once you listen back to it. But in um, any case, I th- I think like uh, if. Seaman's going in between the actually starting. You can't have anybody else but Lehman on the bench mm. and vice versa. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair argument. I think we can actually. We might just throw Lehman onto the bench now just to save us. Time. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I, I do that because uh, there's there's no argument. Yeah, I think that's fair. Awesome. Um, that moves us on then to our back four, and we're going to start off with our right backs like we did last time. Really, uh, cutting through the generations here, lads. Check this out. So, generation <laughs> one. Has uh, uh, a pundit Lee Dixon. Um, he was also in Generation Two, but he was uh, surpassed then by Lauren. Uh, followed up then by Emmanuel Abue in Generation Three. Generation Four was Bakary Sanya, and Generation Five is the current uh, hipsters' favourite, Hector Bellerin. So, uh, I Bob, you can take lead on this one. Uh, who's your favourite right back out of all them? I. Uh... 
I think this is going to be fairly straightforward. I love Lee Dixon. Mm, interesting. Yeah, uh, I, I'd have gone with Lee Dixon as well. Okay, that's that's interesting. You could, now, you could, you could make the argument, argument for maybe Bakary Sagna. Because yes. he, he, he was quite good. He was very, very fucking good for us. Mm. But uh, now Lee Dixon was brilliant, you know? Yeah, like, like, Lee Dixon was now a good bit behind my time. But I can imagine that like, he was, i say, he was quite the player for you guys, all right? Oh, no, he was a stalwart. Mm. Um, I just love, like, his um, his stories from back in the day and, like, his just passion. Like, you can just see he was fucking riled up all the time. And I think that's something... Like we've said loads of times on different podcasts that we our defense don't really have that kind of fucker that will just fuck you up and you know <laughs> yeah. you know apart from a staffy who just fucks up everything. But like <laughs> Lee Dixon would just go in like he was pure passion player. So yeah, that's why he goes in for me. Alright. No, I I think I'm fair. For what it's worth, I would have picked Sanya out of that category. But uh yeah, I think uh I think Dixon's a fair shout. So he'll go in. Um, that leaves us down with the opposite flank, the left backs. Again, really cutting through the gender- generations here. Uh, generation one offers you uh, Nigel Winterburn and his one foot. Uh, <laughs> generation two offers up uh, Ashley Cole. Generation three is uh, Gail Clichy. Generation four, would you believe, Kieran Gibbs. And generation five then, that makes a cut just from the longevity, is uh, Nacho Monreal. So... <laughs> natural man again uh, again I feel free to shove me out here but surely Ashley Cole wins this yeah oh no a, a lot, I, I don't like the guy either but I have to admit we've probably not produced the best left back a better left back in uh, Jesus fucking years I'm really struggling I'm really struggling to come up with a better left back than casually call. Uh, look, I had Gail Clichy down. Um, Ooh. He, he was a left footer, and at the time that I was, like, obviously the Invincible team, I was playing left uh, left back, and, um, yeah, I just kind of looked up to him. He was, like, the first person, because I absolutely refused to look at Ashley Cole. <laughs> uh, so, uh, she, uh, was one of my heroes growing up which kind of sad. Now, was he one of your heroes because he just outright wasn't Ashley Cole maybe that could very much be the case <laughs> yeah, like for what it's worth Clichy was certainly a candidate and I think what really uh, helped him out was the fact he broke into the team so so young like he, was he correct me if I'm wrong but wasn't he 17 when he had his first start yeah, no, he was real young. Mm. Yeah, like his first season was with the Invincibles. Yeah, that's you know? right. Yeah. Um, no, he he was eighty. Uh, hang on, actually, he is the youngest player ever to win a Premier League medal. Um, what was his age? He was eighteen years and ten months. Fucking hell! Not bad going for an eighteen-year-old. No, no. Uh, to go your very very first season at the age of eighteen, <laughs> completely uh, unbeaten. Uh, he was the back up to Ashley Cole mm. so. yeah that's a fair shout so uh, unfortunately Burt you are outvoted here it's going to be Ashley Cole that goes in that's okay yep. I figured <laughs> it's, <laughs> it, was, it seemed like an obvious choice but like it's I don't think there's any shame in admitting that like he was a yeah. brilliant player by all accounts yeah there was a reason why the cunts like Chelsea were so underhand and adamant to get him mm-hmm. yeah you know? To the point where, like, they were actually charged by the FA over how they tapped them up. Indeed. Uh, in fact, and he turned out to be a massive prick anyway, so, you know. Yeah, that's true as well, yeah. Yeah, but what one did lead into the other, I find. Like, I think once he went to Chelsea, he went, he turned heel, you know, kind of way. Like, he was able to just, <laughs> yeah. it was a complete character change. Like, he turned into the, into the dark side. Well, he can't do anything else playing under Jose Mourinho. This is true, yeah. It's, it comes into the territory. Uh, so yeah, that's a fullback sorted. Now this is a fun part: our central mm-hmm. centre backs. So a class of eight <laughs> to to to, uh, to. We still need to sign some. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've got eight centre backs already, but you still need more. That's 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 how bad it is. Uh, 
actually a class of mine technically I actually did call this list I remember uh, Generation 1 offers you three choices which are Steve Bold uh, Tony Adams and Martin Keown uh, Keown also appears in Generation 2 but he's flanked with Saul Campbell uh, Generation 3 gives us the dream team if you will of William Gallas and Colo Torre uh, Generation 4 gives us Lauren Koscielny and Per Mertesacker and the only uh, centre back to make the cut from longevity in the most current gen is Mustafi <laughs> I knew he's straight in for me <laughs> <laughs> yes straight in straight in, in, the bin. Straight, yeah. in sli- straight in sliding out his fucking arse <laughs> okay so i think like we're, we're gonna eliminate mustafi here um who who else do you think doesn't make the cut kishalny mm, interesting tony adams doesn't make the cut for me either <gasps> big call Ooh. big call okay. but i think you're right my, my two oh. center pa- sorry yeah go jump in and say like uh kishalny did make it in for me Ooh. But at the expense of Adams. Ah. Interesting. That's funny. My two centre-back choices are Keown and Campbell. I have Campbell. Well, you can't not. I mean, he, like, I mean, he, you can't not have Saul Campbell in there. He's imperious. I mean, like, even people from other teams are going, that guy was the fucking bomb. Yeah. He was just... I'm watching The Wire at the minute. Um, and he (laughs) reminds me of Stringer Bell and just like this big guy who just deals with everything wow what a what a fucking great comparison holy shit I never thought of before yeah the Stringer Bell of centre backs I'd like to think that Idris Elba like based his character Stringer Bell of Saul Campbell Uh, if only if only Elba supported Arsenal it would have made all sense (laughs) doesn't he I don't think so. I think he I does. does he? He was in our Adidas lunch video. Was he? Hmm. Yes, yeah, he's a okay. massive gunner. Okay, fair. Now it's fine. I I think I might be confusing him for someone else then. Well, he is from Hackney, like. Oh, that fucking. makes sense then. Yeah. Can't get can't get any more fucking central London than that. <laughs> Blood. Um. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. In terms of getting rid of players, I think Galas, Bold, and Torre <laughs> would make the cut. Um, like the the choice I would have picked would have been the like a choice a four of Adams, Keown, Campbell, and Costchelny. So I would definitely put Campbell in. I think he's probably the best out of that bunch. Uh, whether Keown and Costchelny now is the tricky part. Like if Costchelny was a bit more fitter, I would have probably thrown him in here, but. <laughs> And Tony Adams, I think, like I think Tony Adams, like best years were like before the Premier League, really. Like he was, yeah. he was yeah. old by that point. Like, so, I yeah, I guess it's Campbell and Kiln. Okay. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Now the one thing I'd say here, gents, is that uh, and lady as well, uh, we have used up three of the uh, Invincible so far. So keep that in mind, lads. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so. Numbers are going to get short going up into the midfield and strikers, so uh, choose wisely. Uh, speaking of which, now this this I think is going to be the interesting section, the midfield. So you guys have oh, a choice. Yes, this is tough because you you have a choice of four midfielders here, okay? But uh, much like the last uh, podcast, I've kind of separated the midfielders into defensive, central, and attacking. So we'll just throw them out, and then we might just eliminate them as we go. And then whatever we're left with is our midfield. I think that's that's fair enough, isn't it? Um, okay. Yeah. Um, actually, for the record, actually, do you know what? I'll throw in our wingers here as well because we're going to be playing with two strikers. So. Uh, Can I just say on my list that you've done out for us so kindly mm-hmm. before this podcast? Thank I'm you. missing one of the guys who is in my eleven. Okay. Who's that? Um, like I'm just double checking; it's not there, but I, no. It could be because my kind of a criteria was there. He had to be like the top appearances for three years, and then he makes a cut. That was the kind of criteria I had. So it could be the case he was like maybe there for two years and then left. Santi Cazorla. No, uh, Cazorla's there. Cazorla's there. Yeah. Oh no, actually he's not. I had to type him in on my one. I just remembered that. Oh. Yeah, yeah, you're oh. right. Actually, yeah, that's that's true. He is. He should be. Okay. He should be at the. Okay. He should be on the AM. AM. Uh, yeah. Column. 
I knew it was, yeah. Perfect. Thank okay, you for no, no, that... letting me know. I only ha I only that because he he's actually in my team as well. Mm. Yay! Interesting. <laughs> well, brief spoiler there, but let's get back on track. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, what we're do we're gonna do is we're gonna lump in the uh, wingers into this role into this position as well. So I suppose like from the midfielders, you could throw in a wide player here if you want to, and um, yeah. we'll see how it goes. So, so in terms of the so defensive midfielders, we'll start off with uh, nothing from Generation One. Generation Two though gives uh, Patrick Vieira. Uh, Generation 3 gives us Matthew Flamini and Gilberto Silva. Um, Generation 4 gives us no DMs, while Generation 5 gives us Granite Jacket. So that's your choice of four. Uh, then you have a, a quite plentiful choice in central midfielders. So Generation 1 gives you uh, the Romford Pele, Ray Parler, and John Jensen. Uh, Ray Parler also appears in Generation 2. Uh, Generation 3 gives you Cesc Fabregas. Uh, Generation 4 then is a choice of Aaron Ramsey and Mikel Arteta and Jack Wilshere and then followed up then by uh, Generation 5 who also is Aaron Ramsey so I guess no central midfielders from Generation 5 uh, your attacking midfielders then is a class of David Platt from Generation 1 Freddie Youngberg from Generation 2 uh, nothing from Generation 3 but then you have Thomas Rosicki uh, and Santi Cazorla from Generation 4 and lastly, Mesut Ozil from Generation 5. So, interesting class mm -hmm. there. And then, again, we'll lump into the wide players. So, our right midfielders and wingers, you have Paul Merson from Generation 1, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain from Generation 4, uh, and Tia Walcott um, also would be classified as a right winger. Uh, then, in your, on the left side, you have uh, Robert Perez from Generation 2 and Alexi Sanchez from Generation 5. Oh, and of course, uh, how can I forget? Alex Iwobi also also qualifies for this as well um, oh, yeah. as an midfielder. So you have a pretty big class to go for there. So the best way to do it is probably just to chark off the ones that just aren't going to make the cut. Well, Wiltshire uh, isn't going to make the cut. Okay. Urzel isn't. Urzel isn't. Uh, the Ox and they aren't. I agree with all of these so far. I, would, uh, I, I I disagree with Ozil. What? Yeah, I disagree with Ozil. You high on crack, mate? Uh, a little bit, yeah, because, like... <laughs> I do you know what it is? I think it's because of the class he's in, but, like... <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were going in to explain why you're high on crack. <laughs> okay, that, that's for a different podcast. Um, All right. Uh, Jacket as well, get rid of him. Yeah. Flamini, get rid of Flamini. Yeah, fair. Um, why is why is Flamini? Why is, well, why is Jacket, in fairness? Yeah. Uh, okay, so we were excluding the Ox and uh, Walcott. That's that's fair enough. Um, Merson as well. I'd give her the Merson as well. Magic Merson, no. Okay. No. Uh, who else? Hmm. You see, it's starting to get. It's already starting to get a bit tough because I, I think... would. I would actually. I would actually go. I would go so far and uh, I would uh, scrub Arteta from that as well. I did quite. I do quite yeah. like him as a player, but like, let's face it, like. In a toss-up between Fabregas and Arteta, mm. who yeah. the fuck are you gonna pick? Yeah, yeah, that's a fair, fair assessment. Um, I'd probably also suggest scrubbing Jensen and Platt. Uh, no, in fairness, I'd scrub all of those CMs bar Fabregas. There's no way you'd pick anybody else above him. He was just a fucking, he was an elite tier player. Ooh, I, I sense some resistance from Bert, Bob. Oh, 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 oh. I have on on my sheet that I scribbled down earlier on. I have. <laughs> the CM as a slash. I couldn't pick between Ramsey or Seth. Hmm, okay. Yeah, so, Mambo would be good maybe off the bench. Yeah, we, we do have spaces on the bench in fairness, so... Yeah. yeah. Can, no, can... oh, then I'd go Fabregas, but then doesn't that cut into our Invincibles? It doesn't. He is Generation 3. Oh, cool. cool yeah. Cool. yeah, Fabregas uh, isn't an Invincible. Yeah, he was there that season, but yeah. So he won't count for that then. So yeah, I so I guess the first thing we can do is we can confirm Fabregas for the midfield. I think that's the okay. safest thing to do. And uh, and Cazorla. And Cazorla, mm. we both agreed on that. Yeah, we both agreed on Cazorla. Okay, so uh, will I have him then as the attacking midfielder then? Yeah. In lieu of Ozil. Okay, interesting. Very very interesting. <laughs> you you'd have gone for uh, Ozil, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, I would have picked Ozil. I think like. 
because uh, I I remember I'm just remembering the season where like he does I I know it's I don't know if he's I know he's much maligned a, a little bit now, um at least by the people who watch him, but like he is such an incredibly talented player, and I know Santi Cazorla is is that level as well, but I just like when I compare the two, like I don't don't think anyone has the same skill set that Ozil has. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the, it, the that's uh, that's true, but like he doesn't pull it out. <laughs> Like you know, like that—that's just it. Like he, like you look at what how great Cazorla was, and granted, the only reason Cazorla didn't have vastly more assists is because he had to play all the way back, um, alongside Coquelin, because yeah. Coquelin can't pass the ball. Um, <laughs> so that that was it. Like he he had to literally do two players work. So he was like, look. Coquelin, you go tackle every motherfucker mm. and just, just get the ball to me. Don't worry about passing it to a winger or a fullback or a fucking whoever the fuck. Just get it to me. Yeah, yeah. And I'll, exactly. do, and I'll, and I'll do it myself. And Cazorla okay. had, had to do that. And he did that for like fucking season after season. I'm like, mm. he wasn't with us for very long. But um, like there was, he, there was never a season where he wasn't brilliant. Okay. Here, here. I love the magician. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Again, this is the, and, also, the... and it's it's very clearly like it is very clearly genetic, as myself and Burkbot saw, because his kid is going to be fucking awesome. Uh, <laughs> the skills on that child would make grown men weep. It actually pretty much did that day as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Uh... We still only have two. We still have two spaces on the midfield available. Um, so again, I'll, I'll just see now what we have left. So we still have a conversation between Vieira and Gilberto Silva for DM. Is, am I right in saying that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will. Yeah. Okay. So central midfielders, Ramsey, Parler, and Jensen are still available, or are we cutting them? Oh, cut them. Going in, then Ramsey's cut. Yeah. Okay, so they're gone completely. So then in terms of our attacking midfielders, then you still have a class of Platt, Jungberg, Rizicki, and uh, Ozil. Um, I have Rizicki in my team. Ooh. I, I have Rizicki. I have Rizicki on the bench. Okay. I, I am, he is my special mention player. Purely for that one goal he scored against Spurs in the first <laughs> minute. In the first minute, because I remember I was in a pub watching that game. I think there was nobody else in because it was like a half twelve kickoff, and it was just me pretty much on my own. And the match just kicked off because he scored that in like fifty something seconds, where the ball just comes to him and he runs and he's expecting the team to run with him, mm. and nobody really does except for, I think I think it's it's either Arteta or. Walcott or somebody like that that he does a quick one-two with and they don't track him with the one-two so he's just like ah fuck it I'll just do it myself and absolutely murders the ball into the net like the sound of him hitting that ball like it's a thwack like yeah. it actually sounds you know you know in hurling when somebody really gets the slitter really yeah. well you're thinking holy shit that that thing's going into orbit um, <laughs> <laughs> like that was it I, could, I can remember the sound out of all of the things I could remember the sound because obviously there was nobody else in the pub so the pub was dead silent and the sound was up and I could just remember the thwack of it and even Loris who was by the way completely sighted had full view of the ball from the path of the ground off Rosicky's foot into the goal so he wasn't as if oh, it curved around the defender. It didn't. He just twacks it with the outside of his foot, bends it around the far post, and oh, holy oh, shit, it was a brilliant goal. And then yeah. we clung yeah. on. Then we clung on like fucking barnacles for the whole of that match because that goal so incensed Spurs that they <laughs> they kitchen sinked us for eighty nine minutes afterwards. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, we'll keep Rizicky in the conversation. So, um, so you can't, you can't not. I mean, he was just a pure mercurial talent. I mm. love Rizicky. If, if uh, seriously, like, you know, when people go, oh, if Arsenal fans, if you could pick one player that never got injuries, which one would it be? And everybody oh. always, everybody always thinks, oh, Wiltshire. 
for me, it's not Riziki. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Riziki, yeah. Riziki was one of those players that, like, if if it all worked out well, he'd be, he would be in club folklore if he's not already, of course. Oh no, he definitely is. But I, like the reason why he was able to play football, like because he, he only left Arsenal like when he was in his mid thirties. Yeah. The reason why and that that was at a point where like players didn't really get to their mid thirties, particularly not midfielders. Mm. Um, the reason why he was able to play so late in his life is because he was injured so fucking often. He never really played any football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Burpa, if out of the list we have so far, so we we are keeping Brzezicki in the conversation. We're still got Platt, Jungberg, and Ozil in play here. So who would you call out of this? Um, Ozil and Platt. Okay, okay. That, that, I think that's a fair debate then between Riziki and Jungberg. Uh, so in that case, then we still have uh, left midfielders and wingers to talk about. You have a choice of Robert Perez and Alexi Sanchez. Uh, would they get into this team? I went with Sanchez. Oh. Hmm. Don't get me wrong, Robert Perez makes me con- confused. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I, I just remember the imperious uh, Sanchez season where, what is it, like across all competitions, he scored something like 31 goals and like 14 assists. His uh, debut season, as I recall. Yeah. Mm. So you're just sitting there going, oh my fucking God. Yeah. And we literally burned him out for three seasons. And then handed this fucking husk over to Manchester United. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff, yeah. Great stuff. Yeah. Okay, so, so he's a brilliant player with a lot of hashtag banter tacked yeah. on. Now, what we could do with Sanchez because, like, we're obviously playing this kind of four-four-two system. Uh, we can kind of lump him in with the strikers, but it is a fairly top-heavy class as it is. So, we'll, oh come we'll on, man! Have you not seen the Liverpool team? We we put together Fuck oh i know me. that yeah it's but, a very definition of top heavy well I'm, my argument is that like we only have space for two strikers in the in this formation where like with the with how this arsenal team is set up you could ha- make space for five like <laughs> it's 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 that side of, side of the type of deal also so, the thing is i i went first i went for sanchez purely because i didn't want to use i was down to my last two invincibles mm. uh s- slots and i didn't want perez taking one up yeah it's a fair argument. Um, I suppose then we might we might go back then and decide then who... So we have the two, and we have, as it were, maybe a choice of five midfielders, which is Vieira, Silva, uh, Jungberg, Riziki, and Sanchez. So, uh, Burpa, who would you pick? Um, on my original sheet, before I knew about these dang blasted rules... Um... Those guys. <laughs> Vieira down first. Uh, yeah. Slash... Gilberto Silva. I think Vieira is no, a fair shout, Fiera. isn't it? Yeah. Vieira has to go in. Vieira has to go in. Like, oh my god, I um sat down with my baby cousin and tried to get him as his first words to say Patrick Vieira, um, <laughs> because to make him as obsessed with him as I was. There is like video camcorder footage of me with this baby. Mm. Um, got Patrick. It's funny because I thought you would have gone off Spina, but here we are. <laughs> Not yet. Not no, yet. Patrick Vera has to get into any Arsenal midfield. I'm sorry. I I'd have to agree with that. I'm so, I'm surprised he wasn't the first in to be honest. So. I guess, yeah, I guess Vieira goes in, which means then we only have one slot free then for another invincible, which is uh, that's I mean, this... that was my that was my thing about it as yeah. well. Like we've we've only one invincible mm. left. Okay, so yeah, yeah. So then that's we why have, uh... that's why I went for I I put uh, Silva in. Mm. Yeah, I see what you mean. Because uh, Gilberto was a fucking superb DM. Perhaps so. I. I... Yeah, he he was very good. Again, it's, it's one of those players where like I remember Vieira first, if you know what I mean. Like he's a more he, no, he, everybody remembers Vieira first. Yeah, I know, I know. And like <laughs> he's that player. Like we we keep making this argument, but like you literally have not been able to replace this player. Like it's just been no matter how much you've tried, it's just been he has been like that one player you've always missed since he left. 
And it's very well, noticeable. Actually, I'd say Gilberto is the player that we've missed the most since they left. Because we'd yeah. never replaced Gilberto. Like, Gilberto was kind of there to replace Vieira. Not, I'm not saying he was brought in because he was already in the squad and things, but mm. uh, he kind of took over that defensive midfielder enforcer role, and we haven't had that since. Since then, yeah. Oh, yeah, I would throw Gilberto then. If we're going through that logic, then Gilberto gets in. Ooh. It's this thing. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm comfortable with Vieira missing. Being on him. the bench. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't look right. Like It do, it, it seems wrong. Imagine like. telling Patrick Vieira, sorry, man, you're on the bench. Exactly. Like, like it, it doesn't it doesn't look right. That's the problem. Like it's, it's, it's so weird to me. Like My idea of the Arsenal midfield is so different without him, with him out of it, you know? Ah, it's tricky, all right. Like, you the, get to the final decision, then, Jonathan. Mm, I, yeah, I, I, I have to keep Vieira, um, which would mean then, I guess, it's a choice because that means Youngberg is either going to be out of the team or, like, you're going to have to make some very hard decisions for your strikers, which I, obviously I don't think you will. Um, well, then, hang on, wait a minute. We both went with Silva, so that means he's in. I am outvoted. Yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it then. Gilberto is in instead of Patrick Vieira. Jesus, what a Vieira goes to the bench. Vieira is definitely on. The okay. Bench. Yeah. Yeah. We can. We can all agree on that. Vieira is is, yeah. is there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he politic his way there, regardless. Um, but all this hub- but if if this team was actually fielded and all this hubris blew up in our faces, mm. he'd be there. He'd be like, yeah, look, Patrick, look, he fucked up. Get out there and sort this out. Exactly. Yeah, he's like the minute he's a sub you always make at thirty minutes, just so you can get around the loophole. Um, mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so our, we have it. We have three midfielders so far, which is Gilberto, Sesc, and Cazorla. We still have space for one more. So again, we 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 would assume that Vieira is being is being excluded because of space of invincible spacing, which means I guess Youngberg is excluded as well. So yeah. it's down to Alexis and Riziki. I have Alexis with Riziki on the bench. I have Ooh, you see, oh, so I'm deciding vote. Uh, yeah. I don't think there's any contest here. I think it's Sanchez. <laughs> He's just okay. like, like he was a player that we were looking for as well. Um, and we were, I think we were very close to signing him. And then he, whatever happened, he went to Arsenal instead. And immediately when he saw when he was there, you could see why we were signing him. Like he was going, he was a fucking thunderbolt. And because he hit the ground running so fast at the Arsenal, I think that's what made it more impressive to me. Because if I'm not mistaken, I think we might have tried to sign him as a Sterling replacement. And instead of like signing him, we got Jordan Ibe, which wasn't quite the <laughs> the replacement we were looking for. So yeah, I I think it has to be Alexis. Um, so that, that's up. That's that decision's up there with us not going in full tilt for Eden Hazard. And instead, signing Gervinho. <laughs> uh, well, lads, can we not? Can we just not acknowledge the existence of De Nielsen, of course, who was supposed to be the uh, the, the uh, gatekeeper for the Arsenal player teams to come? And of course, who can forget uh, Mr. Fox in the box himself? And I mean, there's no you can't really uh, throw shade around when you have players like that in your midst. Mm-mm. Okay, so we have a pretty killer um, midfield so far. Well, actually, the full team so far is David Seaman in goal. A back four of Lee Dixon, Ashley Cole, Martin Keown, and Sol Campbell. Uh, a midfield four then of uh, Gilberto Silva in the number six. Cesc Fabregas and Santi Cazorla, I suppose, in the number eight roles. And then, I guess you could argue the tip of the diamond is Alexis Sanchez, or maybe he's out left. It's, it, I say that's a pretty fluid midfield. Yeah, I, I, I put Sanchez out left. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Um, in that case then... Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, Santiago, right, yeah. Uh, in that case, then, that leaves us with our strikers. So, <laughs> this this is interesting. This is going to get very, very interesting. Um, Bearcamp and Henri has to be. You don't, you've only has got space for one, Neil. Do not. Yeah. I thought that's the reason why we went with Silva rather well, than Vieira. Okay, fair, yeah. You do actually space for two. But I'll, so I'll show you what the class is first, and then we'll see if there's space for anyone else. So... Generation one, you've got uh, four choices, would you believe? But I've I've only included two in the category. You have the choice of Ian Wright, Alan Smith, John Hartson, and Kevin Campbell. So in the out of that, I included uh, Ian Wright, um, just because it's a, <laughs> yeah. 
it's a pretty top heavy class here. So so in Generation 4, you also have a fairly uh, widespread choice. You've got Dennis Burkamp, uh, Thierry Henry, Canu, of course, and Sylvain Wiltord. But uh, for the purpose of this, uh, it's Burkamp, Henry and Canu in this category. Uh, Generation 3 offers up uh, Robin Van Persie and Emmanuel Adebayor. (laughs) But uh, as I'm sure you can understand, I've only included Van Persie in that situation. Um, yeah. Uh, I've also actually, I just made a mistake there. I have Alan Smith in this category too. Sorry. Um, so we also have uh, Generation 4, only one candidate, that's Olivier Giroud. And uh, Generation 5 then gives us Pierre Emerick Abamyang and Alexander Lacazette. So it's a fairly wide open class, but just provisionally, I have Wright, Burkamp, Henri, Van Persie, Giroud, Abamyang, Canu, and Smith. Uh, again, Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's probably the that'll be the ones that would at least be in the conversation. Well, no, not really, because there's only two people in the conversation here, and that's Bergkamp and Henri. Yep. Mm. I I would still say there's there's maybe a case for Aubameyang. Mm. Not ahead of Henri. No. No, not ahead of Henri. <laughs> not ahead of Henri. No, Henri would be like the first in. Um. This is the trouble now because, like, Burkamp is brilliant. Like, we all we, we all know that. Um, but imagine just having a Bamiang up with, with Henri. That's the, that's what I'm trying to picture here. Like, you have a potential attacking trident of Sanchez, a Bamiang, and Henri. That's crazy. That is a pretty sick front three. Mm. But then again, so ha- Burkamp, yeah, yeah. In fairness, like, it's not you're not exactly losing out much there level wise. Um, so, I, I suppose if you guys are going to go with those two, I am compelled to agree. So it, it it's going to be Burkamp and it's going to be Henri. There was uh, just not mo- there was just no more lethal a duo for a prolonged period of time than those two. I, I, for Arsenal, yes, I think so. Um, like they were just so potent, and it, it, the fact that they had like so early on had that fear factor to them as well. That's what the scary part was. Like you will, you could spend your entire day worrying about Burkamp or Henri, and then the other person would score. You know the kind of way. And even then, yeah. even with those two players, you could try your darndest to mark out those two players, and suddenly fucking Perez or Wiltord scores, or Canu just lumps himself in there. You know, like it's they made it so hard for everyone else. Um, so yeah, I, I I can I'm compelled to agree. Obviously, um, wow, what a pretty good team, lads. Must must be said. Um. You've, you've used up all your Invincibles, which is, you know, <laughs> the, the name of the game, I guess. That's the whole point of this. So, yeah, pretty decent team all round, lads. Um, again, just to confirm, Seaman, uh, Cole, Dixon, Keown, Campbell, Gilberto, uh, Cazorla, Fabregas, Sanchez, and a front two, Jesus, of Henri and Burkamp. <laughs> but again, that could easily convert to a front three or front four or front five. Whatever comes first. <laughs> particularly when you consider, particularly when you consider that Cole and Dixon were kind of the archetypal attacking fullbacks as well. Yeah, like actually, know? Cole was the prototype attacking fullback we see now. Yeah, especially with the crossing. The crossing was immaculate back then. Uh, so it was at this point then we argued about who the best manager is. I don't think there's any competition <laughs> here, is there? Like it's we have Are a choice. <laughs> well, yes, we have a, a choice of the George Graham. He is uh, the very good with the ball spot. Uh, the Arsene Wenger, who is far better than I was, but I still have a job. And evening, good evening. Was, that, was, that was me. That's who I am. Who still is unemployed, and then they replaced me with some Spanish prick who who has the coronavirus. So obviously, I should have stayed, and so forth. Um, yeah. So. I don't think surely there's no conversation here. Yeah, I think oh. I think we can all no, agree man, on. They can't. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. We all know yeah. it's Vic Akers. We all yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we all know it's George Graham. I'm just gonna put it down here. It's Grant. George Graham, uh, solid four four two, no nonsense defensive football. That's the Arsenal we all know and love. Uh, of course, we're joking. It's Arsene Wenger. Stop deleting this podcast. Uh, as you're <laughs> so. Uh, so obviously with this team um, and everyone in their prime, with this leaves us then spaces on the subs. So 
the way we did it last time now, we basically had like a best of the rest for each position. So we've already agreed on Jens Lehmann for goalkeeper, Patrick Vieira for midfield. So like you could argue maybe we have a space for uh, defensive and attacking. And then we have still have three spaces which are supposedly fan favourites, I guess, or players you just unconditionally loved. Um, I wonder which one Burkbot's going to pick. I'm uh... literally going to say... <laughs> Who I'm going to take for that. It's a real it's a real <laughs> fucking mystery and nobody will know until the end. Uh tune in next week to find out. But uh I suppose we better discuss then which defender would you want to have on the bench? So we've gone with Dixon, Cole, Keown, and Campbell. Yeah. Now, just to be fair, to clear the uh, the conditions about like uh, like the maximum don't apply to the subs bench. So you can. This is a free swing. You can pick anyone you want, and it doesn't have to be players I've shortlisted. It can be just a player that you loved. So Ooh, the... um, I'm just trying to check my list now uh, for my sub defenders that mm. didn't get into the team here, and I've just gone off it. Uh, well, Kashalny. Kashalny off the bench. Yeah, I'd be okay with Kashalny being our. I, I, could I make a point for perhaps uh, Bernersacker? Yeah, mm. uh, I love Pear. I love Big Pear. Again, for his great goal against Spurs. But um, Kashalny just. Hmm. Okay, no, I think I think the, the, the general vibe is Koscielny, so I think we'll include him. Yeah, I just I wouldn't see Big Pair fitting in quite well with that back and in, in anywhere on that back line, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think I think him and Keon would just have headbutting competitions for like maybe five minutes and they'd both die of concussion. Yeah. <laughs> I mean but in all in all and as well, like I'm not saying that he wasn't a good defender, he was a great defender for us and Jesus Christ when he when he came in we badly needed him. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I'd I'd go with Kishelny. Probably the better, one of the better pure defenders we've had. Mm. Maybe Vermalen. Vermalen would was great, but he just he just kept exploding. Yeah, yeah. In fact, he actually he was at the teams. He was at the club so long. This is the weird quirk of having like of doing the Arsenal um, statistics was that you had a lot of players who were there for a long time, but because they were perpetually injured, they didn't make the cut for appearances. So like Abu Diaby was there for so long. But he doesn't make a list because he didn't play that many games. Likewise with Vermalen. Um so yeah, I, I I wouldn't have included Vermalen anyway. I don't think he was up to scratch at all. Oh no, no, Vermalen was a great defender. Yeah. But he's he just, just... glass. He was like worse than Glassman company. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And actually and also I would say almost a better defender when he played. Ooh. I, I would I I, when I was going through my list, I had him. I know I scratched him off fairly early, but I had him down on my original like lineup of. I think I put down twenty five players and then mm. worked through it. But he was on my list originally. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I would say a better defender than Company, but unbelievably, he he was also saddled with an even worse injury history. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And just where the injury's that bad, you're just not going to be able to do anything. Mm. Yeah, that exactly, and that's the problem. Like because people only remember the the injuries then, as opposed to what you were as a player. Because that's like that was the, that's the first thing that comes to mind then. Uh, so yeah, that's a fair assessment. So that leaves it down. So what, whatever striker or forward will we keep on the bench then? Like again, this is a very interesting choices you have here. You've got righty. You've got uh, Ban Percy, Abamyang, Lacazette, Giroud. A lot of interesting choices here. Um, well, I'm going to just jump in and say Olivier Giroud is getting onto my bench. And he can get anywhere. <laughs> I, I don't think it's just the bench he's getting onto. <laughs> just the bench, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think at this rate he'd be getting on his face. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, um, who wouldn't? So, yeah, uh, my bench, because we've not got Riziki on the pitch, so I'd have Riziki on my bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I think we'll, maybe we've established a fan favourite then. So we've got Riziki for Neil, uh, Giroud for, for yourself, Bergba, and then we have two spaces free, which I guess is for me. Uh, Jesus, that's a good question. Who would I, who do I, who do I love out of the Arsenal team? Um, oh, man, it's got to be righty. 
I, I do love Righty. I, I do love Righty. Um, Can't not love Righty. Who doesn't love Righty? Racist. Maybe Spurs fans, but right, racist. Spurs, yeah, racist and Spurs fans. Mm. <laughs> but who cares what they think? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so yeah, we have two space spots free. Uh, who do I? Who would I go for? This is the trouble. I... Like you were, you were like pushing for Ozil earlier on. So I was. Yeah, I was pushing for Ozil, but the problem is like I'm concerned that whichever striker doesn't make the bench, somebody out of either Wright or Aubameyang will miss out. So I'm kind of like. Concerned right over over Aubameyang all every day, all day, every day. Well, I guess that makes that easy. So okay, I will um, put Ozil <laughs> on the bench. He'll be my fan favorite, and then it'll be Ian Wright on the bench ahead of uh, ahead of Aubameyang. Not bad going, lads. I have to say, um, it's a pretty. It I think it's probably a stronger bench than the Liverpool team, all, all things considered. Because uh, yeah, we we kind of like may have went a bit overboard with the fan favourites on that one, but uh I think we've I think we've got some good quality in this squad. Um be interested to see who'd actually win in that setup, to be fair. So yeah, uh that is our team. Uh feel free to uh disagree with us uh, on whichever podcast platform you're listening to this to. Uh everyone happy with their team, yeah? Yeah, it'd be sick on FIFA. It actually would be. I'd love <laughs> I'd love there to be an option to actually just like put the two teams together and see who wins. That would be fascinating uh so yeah there you have it lads this is apparently the uh ultimate arsenal lineup and subs bench to go with it and whichever manager i've never heard of him before but apparently he's pretty good so uh that's the end of this special presentation from your friends here at liquid football uh we might do a few more of these uh again we're not like experts in other teams uh history so we'll feel a little bit underqualified but we might like Try something else instead of like a different club from the Premier League, so we don't Could come I make across. Could I for an Arsenal Women's Ultimate Eleven? Ooh, that'd be a good one. That could be a good one, yeah, indeed. Um, five maximum allowed from two thousand and seven. Yeah, <laughs> that that's the fun part is trying to like wrangle something outside of that team. I mean, I'd say like you be you you be spoiled for choice with the current Arsenal lineup, but you only have like seven players, so I don't think you will be all. I don't think you'd be all right with that one. Like one good thing about this coronavirus allowing for the Arsenal women to actually become uninjured. As long as they stay healthy, yes. that's the other task. As long as they don't actually catch the coronavirus. Yeah. That's what, yeah. I was to say, that's a very big caveat at the minute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, that's the end of the show then. Uh, hopefully we'll be back next week with something similar. Uh, if not, we'll, we might just think of contrive another uh, you know gimmick to keep this uh, show going until... For real football comes back at some stage next decade so uh until then guys uh thank you for listening Wash your hands yes stay safe and don't look at all people or else they'll die or something like that i don't know i don't know what the advice is anymore so yeah, i guess seems like it is all right yeah. all right that that was a good football bye Woo! bye